Father, I therefore acknowledge you in the greatness in the midst of this great congregation that this is your ability and not mine. So this anointing it shall be used to destroy yokes and root burdens, but the glory shall be given to you untouched in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you, Father God. You place in my mouth the words of prosperity for your people to experience increase and overflow. And Father, I thank you that the Spirit of the Lord God does rest upon me for you anointed me to preach this gospel to the poor. You sent me to heal the brokenhearted, preach deliverance to the captive, recover sight to the blind, and preach the supper of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. For it is in his name that we pray and we believe we receive. Amen. 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 Before we do our declaration, I, I do want to tell you that, you know, the men, we're trying, well, not trying, we're going to do a get-together on um, December the 20th. So you see Brother Chris and um, Brother Earl um, after service, we're going to get together. I think we're going to an old child or something like that. We're going to um, just fellowship, just get something kicked off and everything. We're not going to do anyth anything deep, but whoever brings more than two men, they'll get a free appetizer. Amen. So I, I rounded up some brothers. I was going to drag some people off the side and bring them on in. They could leave out there and get my food. Amen. No, just joking, just joking. And also, um, have you ever heard this network called Now? It's a new network called Now. I think we're going to endeavor to try to get on that network. Um, the price is very feasible, so we're going, I'm going to, you know, do some registrations and see what's working. We got to get this gospel around this world. Amen. It, it seemed uh, very feasible, very fair. We got to get out the box, man. I mean, God has given us an awesome word, uh, not just in my mouth, but in the mouth of every person who God has given the privilege to speak the word of God in this place. We got to get you guys out here. We got, got to get the word out there, amen. We got to get it because when I go out and I listen to stuff on, on television, and uh, I, hear some, I feel so sad. I wish I could snatch it and make it stop, you know, because people are just not experiencing what they should be ex experiencing. So y'all ready for a great experience today? I'm going to get the word of God in your hand or your mobile device, lift up a high, repeat after me, say, this is my Bible. It says, my word of God. It says, the living word of God. It says, it brings life to me. Say, I can do what it says I can do. And I can be who it says I can be. And I can have what it says I can have. And say, my life is better. After I've heard, spoken, and practiced this word of God. And they say, devil. You are too late because we are believers. Amen, amen. This morning, I want to talk to you about who will give ear to this, amen? Because, you know, a lot of us, you know, we listen to a whole lot. You hear a lot, you're not understanding what you're processing. And so to give ear to something means that you, you really want to embrace this to the point that your life depends on and can experience what you heard. So let's go over here to the book of Isaiah, chapter 43. The book of Isaiah, chapter 43. You know, even the book of Psalms says that when you come into the house of God, he said, you know, govern your foot. He said, be more ready to hear than to deal with any foolishness that goes on in the church. That's what he's actually saying. And so, and you could be so distracted by life or by church people, whatever, that you're not even paying attention or pay, um, I would say, uh, going back to pay attention to what you heard before. You know, because you can hear an awesome word of God, then you get home, something crazy happens, and you, you forget what you heard. And what you heard would take care of the crazy stuff that, that happened at home. Amen. So it's important that we understand today how to really give our ear to what God is saying to us. Because the ear is the pathway to what you're gonna, how you're going to believe in life. 
So Isaiah chapter 43, let's look at verse 18. And God says that, and he said, Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. He said, Behold, he said, I want you to pay attention. Tell your neighbor, say, pay attention. He said, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. He said, it's going to happen regardless. Shall you not know it? He said, I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Amen. Now, God said, I want you to pay attention because I'm going to do a new thing. Now, he's not telling you to forget everything he's done for you previously, but he's telling you that what he did for you previously, he could do more than that. Amen. He could do much more than that. And so God has paid your cell phone bill, your, your mortgage, and all those different things. And God said, listen, I can do more than that. <laughs> he said, listen, remember not the former things. God said, take me out of the box. I'm not just paying, you know, mortgages and, and you know, healing headaches. I can do much more than that. He said, and behold, it's going to spring forth. And if you look at yourself right now and then look back in the past, now you got to say God did more for you today than he did back then. Come on, talk to me now. If he did more for you today than he did back there, he said, listen, I want you to be whole. I'm about to do a new thing in your life. Amen. About to do something greater. And God said, look, but we, got to, we got to embrace this. We got to get past the point that church is more than an hour or two experience. It's something that's going to change my life that I can have everything that God says in his word. Amen. So he said he's going to do a new thing. He'll make a way in the, dis- in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. He said, I don't care what, you, what you're up against right now. It doesn't matter. Everybody here is up against something. God said, I can make a way for you in the wilderness. He said, you don't even know how you're going to get out of this thing. You know, nobody's going to loan you no money. And if they did, you couldn't pay it back. <laughs> you know, your credit might be messed up or whatever. You know, might not have no bottle on your side. And things might be bewildered for you. But God said, I can make a way for you. Amen. He said, and also, where there's a dry and weary land, he said, I can put a river right there for you. He said, but he said, behold, he said, behold, I'm going to do a new thing for you. He said, and it shall come forth. So we don't want to be, be the type of people that we see it happen in somebody's life. We don't see it happen in our life. We don't want to see it happen in, in the church down the street. Now, this church down the street, down here, amen? Because it's important that we do the things that God, watch now, that he enjoyed for us to do for him, like praising him. God enjoyed that today. I know he did, God did, Amen. I know what, you the pastor, you're supposed to sit there and be stiff. I ain't going to be stiff. Amen. I am alive and feeling good. Amen. And God has been good to him, and I'm going to dance, I'm going to rejoice, and I'm going to praise him. Amen. And guess what? And I'm not going to explain why I'm doing it. You don't have to be in agreement with him. My God has been good to me. Amen. People come and they want to judge you, and no, no, you ain't going to put me in a box. Why? I, if you put me in a box, then you, I put my expectations about what God will do for me. Amen. So you got to get loose. Tell your neighbor, say you got to get loose. Because God's about to do something big, amen. He can't do it for stiff-necked people. Amen. But I praise God, there ain't no stiff-necks up in here, amen. So watch this now. So God, again, God's not saying not to remember, but he's saying this is not all I can or will do for you. What happened in the past is not all you will ever see or ever have. Amen. And God can do greater things. Amen. But we got to give our attention to this, Amen. So tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, get your expectations for bigger and better things. Say, believe this. God can pay you more than what your job can pay you, your whole salary, in one day. 
Who's going to get the glory? I'm going to tell you, sometimes I, I, I give to people because I just want to hear them say, Lord, thank you. And it feels good because the Bible says that when we distribute like that, God said that we are the cause for them thanking God. And it feels good. Amen. It feels good. But it feels so good when somebody said, well, God, thank you. Lord, thank you. And you were the instrument, you were the tool that God used for that person giving thanks to him. Because see, some pa- see, watch this now. Some people think that God ain't thinking about them. And watch this, you don't have to be in, they don't have to be in the same nation. You can be on the opposite side of the world, and God still can meet your needs through somebody on the opposite side of the world. Yeah. Amen. So you got to get, you got to, you got to, you got to expand your horizon. You got to expand yourself that God can do it. I don't care where you're located right now. I don't care if your boss don't want to give you a raise. Ask God for a raise. Right. Amen. God said, I can do exceedingly abundant above all that you can ever ask, imagine, or think according to power that work on the inside of you. But you got to give ear to it. Amen. You tell your neighbor, say, give ear to it. Now I was here, we got new homes. God said, I could give you. He said, he said you're still short on houses. Because I said, when I said homes, I, I put an S on it. So don't, don't park at one. Because God wants to give you some more. Yeah, I'm preaching, I'm preaching material things today. Why, know, why know why I'm preaching material things today? Because watch this, when we preach material things, God's way, watch this, those who don't believe God will believe God. And the reason why we're not winning the world, because we don't re- want to receive all that God has in store for us right now. They don't, they don't want to hear about Jesus, and they can't see nothing about Jesus. They can't see the healing. They can't see the rent paid. They can't see the child saved. Come on, talk to me now. I mean, why go to a, a, to a doctor who can't heal you? Why, can't, why go to a grocery store that got bad food? So how can we properly present him to people? It's by receiving all that he's done for us through the covenant that Jesus made ratified by his blood. Amen? Amen. Now, watch this now. So, let's go over here to Isaiah chapter 42. <coughs> Isaiah 42. Let's look at verse 21. Well, let's look at verse, uh, let's look at verse 18. Isaiah 42, 18, he said, hear you deaf and look ye blind that you may see. Who is blind but my servant, or deaf as my messenger that I sent? Who is blind as he that is perfect and, and blind as the Lord's servant? Seeing many things, but thou observest not. Open the ears, but he can't he hear not. The Lord is well pleased for his righteousness' sake. He will magnify the law and make it honorable. But this is a people robbed and spoiled. They are all of them snared in holes, and they are all hid in prison houses, that they are a prey and none delivered for a spoil and none said restore. Now God said his righteousness, his right doing himself, he said in the law, he said he's going to make it honorable. It's going to work. But then he tell me why people are spoiled. And they're living in their houses, and they're they, they, they behind on mortgage, they're behind on rent, on car payments. They're hiding their cars. They can't pay bills. Right. He's saying they're being robbed. And he's saying that, but who will deliver? He said, and none of them says restore. Restore what? Restore will rightfully belong to you. Yeah. But according to what's honorable, according to the word of God. Now, when you go further here, he says in verse 23, who among you will give ear to this? You see that? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about today. See, you can be in a situation, and God sent you the word of deliverance through his word. He said, but I need somebody to give ear to it. 
God said, I need somebody to pay attention to what I'm saying, because what I say is holds power to change your situation. He says that, who among you will give ear to this? Who will believe it? Who will receive it? Who will hearken and hear for what? For the time to come. In other words, God said, while you're standing right now in your presence, he said, I can change you. Watch this now. You can see your future is going to be better. Your next second is going to be better. Amen. For the time to come. See, you keep looking at now. And God's word is able to change now by you seeing what now can do for you later. Amen. See, we have this, we have this, this is how we are like this. Now, let's say if, if, if Keyshawn is saying, well, pastor, you know, I like motorcycles. She, she got a slamming motorbike. I mean, she's like a superhero when she gets on that thing. That thing got all kinds of lights. It's like a Christmas tree on two wheels. Watch it now. And she said, pastor, you know, after service today, just, just an illustration, I'm going to give you my motorcycle. You know what? I said, her word is good. I'm going to start dancing. I'm going to start praising. I'm going to start telling people, Keyshawn is going to give me her motorcycle. And I and I am excited. And I'm gonna do, I'm gonna pull my helmet out. Amen. I'm gonna get my boots and everything. I'm gonna get ready for it. That's called expectations. Watch this now. So I gave ear to that and I give voice to what I heard. Now, if she said, Now, Pastor, I won't give you my motorcycle, I said, Well, uh, when you give it to me, then I started thanking you. Watch I just watch I just disrespect it. I just disrespected what she was able to do. So now I'm going to slow down her hand from delivering unto me until I get my thanks right. And this is what we have failed as believers. We don't thank God in advance based on his word. And God said, who will give ear to this? He said, it's going to happen anyway. But who's going to give ear to it? He said, you don't have to wait until the doctor says you got a clean bill of health. He said, I already said you're healed. I already said you're whole. He said, but I need somebody to give ear to it for the thing to come. He says, now ain't going to come until you pay attention to it. Now, it's going to come, but you might miss it. You follow what I'm saying? But he said, he don't want you to miss it. He said, I'm tired of seeing your neighbor prospering and you're not prospering. Tired of the other house increasing, you're not increasing. He said, I need you to give ear to this. Say, neighbor, say, give ear to it. We have a covenant-keeping God. Amen. Now, if God said in here that he'll make us financially wealthy, amen, I don't have to wait till the money show up. I'm a millionaire already. Multi-millionaire. Amen. I had a shirt that said, God made multi-millionaire. I, I think my wife, she got it now. I had it. I got to get me another one now. I, I'm not a self-made multi-millionaire. God, watch this. The same way God has said to Abraham, I will make you a mighty nation. He said, I had made you. See, God is finished. Whatever happened next has already been prepared. Amen. God don't have to go and do nothing. His word brings to pass what he already made available for you. Amen. But we as believers, we have to give ear to it. Amen. And stop being that old cute Christian all the time that's frustrated. See, you don't, you don't have to fake prosperity. You got to lean all in your car and try to look all cool. You two months behind on payment. You got to lean like that. Uh-uh, God I can pay that thing off for you. So now you can get your mind off yourself and minister to somebody else. But while you're on your way, getting it paid off, remember, give ear to what I say. Count it done. And thank God for it. Amen. Praise God. Give God thanks for it. Amen. Now, so, now, I, I want you to understand something. So, where we are today is greater than where we were before. 
So watch this now. Each, each day, God said, what I did for you yesterday can't compare to what I'm going to do for you next. Mm, mm, mm. Can't compare to it. It can't compare to it. Where I'm at right now in my spirit, in my mind, in my liberty and giving, my liber- and believing God, it, can, it can't, it, it, that's the day last year. Ain't no, ain't no comparison to the day. And the things that's happening in my life, the things I'm possessing, the people coming in my life are greater than the people that were before. Aren't you glad that God got rid of some of those toxic relationships out of your life? Amen. I I believe if the ketchup is brown, you need to throw it away. Amen. Some of you don't look at, some of you that you need to check, look at your friends who come to your life and see if if God put an expiration date on the back of it. This relationship is good until. Because some of you don't know how to let go. I'm just saying. (laughs) So there's no comparison. What God has done for us now, watch this now, and what he's going to do next cannot be compared to what has happened previously. Now, let's go over here to the book of Romans 8. Romans chapter 8. Hallelujah. <laughs> Boy, I tell you. Romans chapter 8. See, you, you don't want to be like the Beverly Hillbillies. You rich, you don't know how to deal with it. <laughs> I was watching that yesterday on YouTube. <laughs> Man, that thing was fun. I said, but you know what? I know a lot of people like that. <laughs> They're they just not up to date with what God is doing in their life. They're still in the past. Amen. I mean, it's a funny show, but it's quite sad because some Christians are like that. God has already given you the mansion. God has already given you the silver, the gold. He's already given you health and healing. And, and, and some people just can't figure it out. Amen. Jeffro and Jay still out there shooting for food. When you can get right on the phone, you can call it. Amen. I know some of you are going to check. This is a good show to check out over the holiday season. It'll make you laugh. Ain't no cussing in it. And look, and you got to go take no Pilicillum after you watch the show. You ain't going to catch no disease after you watch the show. I mean, some of that stuff I see on television, I said, I need to go down patient first, make sure I don't catch none. Hey, Amen. <laughs> Romans 8, verse 18. He says, he says this. He says, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time, anybody deal with anything right now? He said, they are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in who? In us. You see that? God said, I want to do something in you and through you and for you right in the midst of your sufferings. And what I do, watch this, it, it won't be compared to what I did previously, and your sufferings can't compare against it either. Amen. Some people think that the, the suffering is going to be greater than, than what God is going to do for you. The greater the suffering, the greater the glory. And the glory is the manifestation of the thing that you believe in God for, but you got to, you got to give ear to it while you are suffering. Now, suffering doesn't mean you're in the hospital sick, you got IV tubes and all this stuff, and your mind is going to beep, beep. That, that's not suffering. Suffering is this, is that when you are used to doing stuff as a natural person, then you come introduced to doing it as a spiritual person, but your natural man still won't be in charge. Your natural man still want to be the boss and say, no, don't do it, don't give budget and all these different things. And, but the spirit man said, listen, I know the bank account. See, you don't give according to your flesh. You give according to the revelation of the Holy Spirit on inside of you because he knows the truth. He knows all the truth and nothing but the truth. Your flesh don't know it all. That's 
Your flesh only knows what it knows. Your flesh only knows how much you get paid and what you have to pay. That's all your flesh knows. That's all, your, that's all the natural man knows, how much he get paid and what he needs to pay. But the spirit man said, listen, I know how much you have, and I know it's exceeding abundantly above all what you have right now. It exceeds, and it can't, what you have right now can't be compared to what God has in store for you next. It can't be compared to it. So that's the suffering part. The suffering part is that, you know, I want to believe God, but I, I'm, I'm, too, I'm too hesitant and too immature, watch this, and too, watch this now, and too timid to step out of my comfort zone or controlling things to believe God to control it for me. Amen. That's the suffering part. The suffering part is when you try to do everything yourself. You say, if I want it done right, I got to do it myself. And God said, that's what is all done wrong. Because you're trying to do it yourself. That's the suffering. And you know, some of we, we used to, I'm going to do it, I'm going to jump on, I'm going to save the world, and then I'm, I'm going to be, the, I'm gonna be the, uh, the sheriff, I'm going to be the person working at the post office, come on, be, I'm going to be the man who drives the ambulance, come on, be the judge when you come into the county courthouse, you're going to be all that stuff. God said, you need to chill out, you need yeah. to stop, you can't be everything. Yeah. Amen. And one of the reasons that we're suffering, because we're not being who God has called us to be, that's being free. Right. If you don't be free, you can't be who God has called you to be. Because who the Son has made free, he's free indeed. And there's a lot of stuff that you're worried about, you're trying to fix right now. God's already taking care of that. He said, get your mind off. He said, stop giving ear and attention to it. Stop putting a monitoring system on it. All right, let's move on here. So, the glory which shall be revealed. Somebody said, the glory. And the thing I like about it is that God can do something powerful, right while you're in the worst moment of your life. And what we have to remember is this. You got to remember this. That even while we're in this building, if we was to cut one of those switches off back there, it would be darker in here. You follow me? So darkness will be the presence. But where there's darkness, light is also available. Where there's sickness, Healing is always available. Where there's lack, watch this, abundance is always available. Where there's an opposite, there's a positive that is always available. So watch this now. You got to pay attention. You got to give ear to what is positive in your true expectations. God learned that a true expectation is this, is tying close to what you believe. That's what expectation is. If you take whatever you're expecting, you are tied, you're holding it close to your belief. And a lot of people are holding the wrong things to their belief. You're holding it too close. See, you have a manufactured center on the inside of you that can bring things to pass that are in word form or in thought form. If you hold it too close to your belief system, it will produce it. Job said like this. He said, the thing which I greatly feared, greatly feared, he held it too close to him. He held it too close to his belief system. He said, now it's come upon me. Perhaps some of the stuff that's going on in your life right now is because you, hold, you held it before it arrived. Amen. You, you held on to that thought. You held on to that behavior. And you didn't want to praise. You didn't want to thank. You just sat there and said, well, I'm going to thank God when things get better. No, you, you're wasting time. It's not going to happen that way. You got to hold what God says, give ear to it, and hold it close to your belief system. And when the enemy comes up against you, you're protecting your belief system. When something crazy come up, you say, no, nah, I'm not going to believe that. Get away from my belief system. 
because you're so powerful that you can bring the past, you can call a thing that be not as though they were. You have that power. Amen. But now we got to reverse this thing. Somebody say reverse it. Don't fear what's going on in your, in your children. Don't fear what's going on in your household. Uh-uh, because the word of God is above all that. And one day you're going to see it all happening as you continue to hold it close to you, close to what you, your belief system. Amen? But you got to keep holding it close. Tell your neighbor, say, hold it close. Let's go over here to the book of John, chapter 20. We got to have productive living. Amen? We don't say, ooh, boy, did we have a time at church today, and then you have a bad time after church. Yeah. Having a hard time. No, no, we're going to the same time and the same experience we have in church, that's going to be our time all the time. All right. and no matter what we come up against, that's going to be our time. Right. Amen. Somebody says it's our time. It's our time to prosper. It's our time to increase. It's our time to live in the overflow and the abundance. Right now, it's our time. I said it's our time. Now, John chapter 20, this is a very familiar teaching about doubting Thomas or Thomas' unbelief. And when, in verse 24, Jesus had already been in the room, and in verse 24, but Thomas, one of the 12 called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. He didn't see him. The other disciples therefore said to him, we have seen the Lord, but he said to them, except I see him, see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger in it into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side. Well, he, you really had to convince this guy, didn't you? He said, I will not believe. He said his will. He said, he said I, I am not going to believe it. And, and, watch, and after eight days, somebody say after eight days. Again, the disciples were within, and Thomas with them, and Jesus, and then came Jesus, the door was being shut, and Jesus walked right in the midst, of, and the door was shut, and Jesus didn't even open the door. He came right up in there. See, nothing can stop Jesus from getting to where you are. Now watch this now. And he said it to Thomas. See, God is never going to reward you, watch this now, you know, by speaking. I'm so proud of your faith. He doesn't, he doesn't do that because he knows you ain't finished yet. So he will always deal with you in the area of your imperfections. And notice Thomas, the first one he addressed. He said, Thomas, come over here. Watch this now. He says, Thomas, reach hither thy finger. And behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side, and be not, be not faithless, but believing. He said, you're still going to need some faith to do that too. Now, and Thomas answered and said, oh, 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 Lord, my God. And Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me and has believed, but he said, blessed. Empowered to prosper are they that have not seen, yet they what? They do believe. So you got to understand, God is invisible. So it takes faith to believe something that you don't see. And the reason why he's invisible, because if you can see him, you will judge and put limits on him. So God is invisible. That's why he's able to do all things, because you cannot judge him with the human eye. You can only believe him for what's impossible, because you can't see him. Amen. Amen. But this is so powerful because when you look at this here, you begin to see that Jesus is telling him that faith also comes by what? Hearing. Faith also comes by hearing. But he's telling him, listen, I don't want you to live by sight. Because, see, you wouldn't believe it unless you saw it. 
You should believe it when you heard it. Can I get a witness? He's, Jesus said, I'm, I'm, I'm being... I'm going to be methodical and teachable to you because I don't want you to miss out what's going to happen next. He said, so, since you see it, now you believe it. He said, well, blessed are those who have not seen yet believe. But how are they going to believe? By hearing. You follow me? They will give ear to it. Why he said, the just shall live by faith. And then he said, and faith cometh. It comes by hearing. And Hearing what? The word of God. That's how faith comes. Now, faith, you say, well, I'm hearing somebody preach. You understand, but you got to be preaching faith. <laughs> Just because somebody preaches don't mean they're preaching faith. That don't mean they're preaching the covenant of God. Amen. Because you just can't tell somebody, you just run up there and you run back and God going to hear you. You understand, God works all things according to the counsel of his own will. So you're not teaching his will. You follow me? You're not teaching his covenant. Then what they know how to grab a hold of. People love little, little gadgets and stuff. They love, they love How many times did God tell, when did God tell another nation or the children of Israel to walk around a, a city? How many times did he tell them to do that? No, he told them one. I know they walked around it seven times, but he only told them to do that one time. After they did that, he never told them again to walk around a city. He never told them that again. Amen. See, you just can't pick some out of the Bible. See, that's how God executed his counsel at that time. You just can't tell someone, oh, you turn around seven times at the altar. And God's going to turn around. He, look, when Jesus came, he already busted down every wall. He already turned, he don't turn everything around for you already. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what he wants us to do, to do now is to understand the covenant of his word. That's what he wants us to understand. He wants to give ear to that. He wants to pay attention to that. Amen. Because you could turn around seven times or you could jump up seven times. You could do all those certain things and still not believe. You just hope that something happened by you doing such a thing. Amen. But you got to believe. Amen. Tell your neighbor, say, you got to believe. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. <laughs> Look at this now. Even, <laughs> even um, with um, Elijah, when there was a great draw, and he told his servant, he said, listen, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. And the sky was clear. But he said, but I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. But the sky was clear. What he saw, watch it, was contrary to what he heard. So God, you heard in the church service that God would do such and such. Then you went somewhere else. It was totally different, totally contrary to what you heard. Now, what you going to depend on, what you, what you see or what you already heard? And this is the advantage that we have. God allows us to hear it before we get disappointed about what we see. Amen. Because he said, listen, don't depend on what you're seeing. But you depend on what you heard. If you keep depending on what you heard, everything you see is subject to what you heard. It's subject to what you heard. And as the Bible said, then there rose up a cloud the size of a man's fist. And Elijah said, get up, make haste, run, let's go right down. And all he saw was a little cloud, the size of a man's fist. And watch this now, because he heard something, he began to affect, listen to me now, he began to affect the heavens over his head that the clouds started forming. Things started happening. 
Now, you ask my wife or anybody in my household, there have been plenty of storms that came through our, our, our neighborhood, and we, we told it to stop. We, it got so powerful and such a witness that they asked, Daddy, make the storm stop. That's, that's the type of, you know, record we had. I said, no, you do it this time. No, you do it. I said, no, you do it. I'm trying to teach you how to use this face. Now, you make it stop. I said, well, and then it'll be a nice, peaceful knife. I said, you know, this will be a good knife for a little cracking in the side, a little storm or something, rock me see. I said, I'm going to call someone. I said, don't do that. Why? Because they had, watch this, they had confidence in me calling in the storm. They had confidence in me watching them counsel that storm. Confidence. And we have that power to change things. See, you're not going to change anything by worrying about it and waiting for the money to come. It ain't going to happen like that. You're freezing your faith. Amen. You got to let yourself go. Because God is about to do something great in the midst of us right now. This is going to be one of the finest days. For you. No, don't wait for next year. Next year has begun right now. Everybody go to tell all them lies. No, this 2020 is going to be, what, uni, money. What you going to say now, 20? What are going to say? We got to rhyme everything up. So this is what Lord told me. What? What? Yeah, 2020. You know, this is, this is what the church is going to see. They, they're going to see. They're going to see the word of God. But God said you're going to see it all the time. Right. Amen. Why, why we got to get deep on New Year? Why we got to get, come on now, why we got to get deep on Easter? See, what we, what we have to look at, child of God, is this. That what God has said is already. Somebody got that? What he said is already. So we don't have to wait till New Year's and conjure up something. See, it's not a New Year's to God. God is doing, he's he been doing a new thing for a long time. Amen. So it's, it's vital for us to continue to give ear to what we hear. Then the Bible said, be careful how you hear. Be careful to what degree of study and attention and thought and mess you give to something, he said, because that same degree is going to be measured back to you. See, that's, that's the law of reciprocation right now. Watch this. It's so, so important because some things we keep hearing over and over in our head. Well, he said he didn't like me. Well, he said he'll never talk to me again. Or she said that, you know, I'm not, I'm not the one for it. We keep hearing these things. Oh, we rehearse it, we rehearse it, we rehearse it, we rehearse And all those things keep bombarding our life because you hear you're giving attention to the wrong thing. When the Bible says you are fearfully and wonderfully made, he said that your soul needs to know right well. Amen. See, once you hear something correctly, you'll know it correctly. Amen. You know that you're healed. You know that you're prosperous. You know you're the head. You know you'll never be the tail. You know you're rich coming in and rich coming out. Amen. I told, I asked God other day, I said, I said, I want the wealth that Solomon had. He said, you already have. He said, let's work on it. <laughs> Amen. I'm not going to be the type of person to just have two houses. I'm going to be the type of person that I can pick up the phone. I call the head of a nation. I say, you need to change that law. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Right. Well, we need to build a hospital or school. See, we got to have impact influence because that's the same impact influence that Jesus had, Paul had, Solomon had, Abraham had. They all had that type of impact. I'm going to be the type of person that all oh, my cars paid off. Right. I got to go beyond that. You know why? Because I don't heard too much already. The Bible says that they try to, in the book of Acts, they try to hold the disciples back. But he said, we cannot help but do the things which we had seen and heard. We heard it, and we saw Jesus do it. He said, we can't help but do it. And so you got to be careful what you give your ear to. Because whatever you give ear to is what you can't help but to do. Amen. 
tell your neighbor, say, give ear to this. God will change everything around by you giving ear to it. Man, I'm loving this. Boy, I tell you, I'm loving this. Something kind of good. Let's, let's look at um, the book of Luke chapter 4. Hey, man, amen. We're doing popcorn preaching Tuesday, Wednesday. What day we come to church? Wednesday, right? Popcorn preaching Wednesday. So I'm going to finish this out right here. He says in verse, um, let's look at um, verse 19. He said, Luke 4, 19, he said, The priest accepted the year of the Lord, and he closed the book, and he gave it again to the minister and sat down, and the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, watch this what he said, this day, what? This day, what? This scripture is fulfilled in your ears. In other words, it's fulfilled in your ears while you are hearing and present. He said, in other words, he said, it's ready. He said, this scripture I'm preaching to you, it's ready for you right now you're hearing it. He says, it's ready. But who would give ear to it? You notice Every Sunday, I quote the same scripture. I confess the same scripture right here in, in, in 18. I say, the Spirit of Lord God, rest upon me, for the Lord has known me, preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me here to broken heart, to preach deliverance to the captive, cover sight to the blind, and preach the of our Lord and Savior Jesus. I, I said, I got to keep hearing that. I got to operate in that anointing. I got to operate in that grace. So I can't say, well, I'm the pastor. There's, there's, there's principles. There's systematic things I have to do in order to get anointing on my life to minister to you. Not only to minister to you, but also to minister to myself. Because sometimes I don't feel like I've been called. All right. Amen. But I got to speak to my, I got to hear something and give ear to it. Yeah. Yeah. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Everything can change by how you hear. Amen. Everything can change how you hear. That's when people say, hey, man, show me a system or business knowing that I can make some money like you guys making money. The first thing I do, I give them a book or I give them something to listen to. I say, because you ain't ready until you hear the right thing. All you want is to get out of financial jeopardy. But you got to hear what is necessary to maintain the wealth. You got to, you got to cultivate and then enter to the culture. Mm-hmm. You just can't have it because you want it. You got to hear something. You got to grow into it. Wealth is easy. Get the word on wealth and, and, and plant it into your spirit. And you will become wealthy because the word of God is like great spoil. It's already wealthy. Amen. That's why Abraham said, no man make me rich but God. Amen. Every time I turn around, somebody sent me something. Hey, check this business out. I said, listen, I don't need no more. I don't need to do that. And, the whole, and it's good. It's profitable. The system is well and everything. But God ain't tell me to do that. Amen. Praise God. Look at this, man. So expect God to do something new what? Every day. Amen. Expect him to do something new every day. But watch it. When we look here, and again at book Luke 4, 21, right? And let's look at verse 22. Are you learning anything today? Yes. 22. He said, all bear him witness and wonder at the gracious words which proceed out of his mouth. And they said, well, it's not just Joseph's son. Now watch this now. They heard something powerful. Yeah. And then they took what was powerful, toned diluted by looking at him. He said, wait a minute, hold on. He said some awesome stuff, but wait a minute. Uh, Keyshawn will preach a powerful message, but ain't that Keyshawn? You follow me? Amen. Oh, man, Brother Earl and Brother Brown, boy, they preach an awesome message, but, but that's Earl. <laughs> that, that's, that's Brown. 
See, that's why God said, I won't allow you to see me. Come not like man. He said, that's no shortage. There's no disability in me. And we keep hearing something awesome, and then we mess it up by sight. You know, watch this now. You, you believe in God for a greater, a, a good house or a better car, and then you go look at the price and say, well, what else you got? What you got anything? What you got around the back? What you got around the back? That just was towed in, was dragged in across the... <laughs> Came in like a slave off a ship. Now you don't want that. Amen. And, and watch it. I was looking, I was believing God for, I told the intercession prophet, I said, I won't believe God for this vehicle. They said, and one person said, why you want that one? I said, because that one got extra protection on it. Amen. I, I said, watch it. If you're going to fly somewhere, do you want to fly in a, a, a crop sprayer? Or do you want to fly in a jet? Now the crop sprayer is going to get you somewhere. But it's going to scare everything out you on the way there, I'm going to tell you that. And you come up with some words, eh? <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, you, come on, listen to me now. And see, you keep putting your life in danger because your expectations are too cheap. Mm-hmm. Your expectations are too cheap. So every time you see something, well, the price go down, watch this now. Okay, I'm going to get that because I can handle that with sight, but your body can't handle it. Come on, talk to me now. Have you ever noticed that the, the healthiest stores and restaurants are in a different zip code? And a different tax bracket? And further away? Because they know you get tired of paying gas to get there? You say, I ain't going to wait. I'm just going to go to this, this new burger joint around the street there. And then you pray for everybody to pray your cholesterol down. <laughs> Why? Because you can feed your whole family for $8.99. But you go down here, a baked potato is going to cost you $8.99. But that baked potato brings healing to your body. That's why you got to have wealth, because it's connected to your health. Uh-huh. Amen. Y'all keep eating all them bad food. You too old to be eating kitty meals. <laughs> Let me stop. Let me get my message. Yeah. That's all right, yes, I am. <laughs> but he is. We got we to gotta get out of that. We got we to gotta get out of that. We got to get out of that. We are increased international ministry. Wherever we go, increase in favor, it will flow. It's going to flow. But you got to get ear to this. Amen. I feel like rocking, make you want to clap to this. Make you want to clap, clap, clap. Y'all don't know about no rocking. Y'all don't know about that. Amen. Okay. Look at, now, do we have the message Bible? You got the message Bible on your gadget over there? All right. Well, I got it. I got the notes for it. In the book of Job, chapter 5, let's look at this now. The book of Job, chapter 5. And, and you know what? And you know what I like about this? I've been believing God for years to come on TBN. And, and I've been and making that confession. When I sow seeds to other men, I, I write on that TBN. And then God said, and I believe for a lot of people see you when you come on there and take you to the next level. He said, because don't stop there. He said, because what I'm going to do after that can't be compared to your first Sabbath. Now, watch, listen to me very carefully now. I'm supposed to uh, do, uh, it's called a spotlight, right? But they don't do the spotlight until on, on Friday. I'm coming in uh, Monday, not coming in Tuesday. Now, they do the spotlight on Tuesday, but I'm not going to get there to Tuesday. So I said I could come on the set Friday, 
Watch this now, because the conference I'm going to is going to start that Sunday, and Fred, I can't do that. <laughs> now, when I come in Tuesday and rest, I won't get that to Wednesday, Fred, I'm leaving for Tuesday, and get that Wednesday, rest Thursday, come on a set Friday, we're going to do three sets. <laughs> Listen to me. Three sets in one day, and they're just going to space them out. Amen. Yeah, favor. Favor. Fa I say favor. See, God said, listen, I want you to understand what I'm doing for you next cannot be compared to what I've previously done for you. So he said, remember not the former things. Remember not the former things. That's why we got to believe God for a bigger uh, facility. Amen. So our children, they can go and they can just write all up on the walls and everything. And we have some type of technology that it, it clear itself. We ain't got to do all that clean up behind children because children leave a big mess. Amen. Well, the kids are going there, and they can be kids, they can be safe, they can have the materials, the tools, the stuff they need to have, and then we can do other things for our members, our partners, and so on, et cetera, et cetera. See, God said, listen, stop, he said, stop remembering the, the other buildings. He said, I got something greater for you. He said, but I need you to give ear to it, not give money to it, but ear to it. You give ear to it, the money going to come to what you heard. Amen. Somebody said, give ear to it. Our children need a place to go, not just on Wednesdays, not just on Sundays, but what about during the week? What about if somebody needs somebody to talk to? What about they need a, we need a social media platform for the church where they can, you know, they can come in, you know, they can, on that mobile device, they can talk to somebody in the church, or they can be entertained righteously and with purity. Amen. See, we got a great job to do, and we can enjoy doing it, but we got to give ear to it. We got to stop just running in and running out. Because our children's future is dependent on what we do here. And we don't give attention to the next generation. God saying, don't need me hanging around. He said, I'm the God of generations. Amen. We good? All right. What, what scripture I tell you go to? Okay, Job 5, 8. Now, y'all got that on, on the screen? Not yet. Okay. He said, I will seek unto God, and unto God would I commit my what? Cause. Notice how he's coming to God. Go to the next verse. <clears throat> he said, now, who I'm going to seek and submit my call, he doeth great things and unsearchable, marvelous things without what number? See, he said, I'm not just going to God and, 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 and just going to God. I know he's going to do something. Now, this is what the Message Bible said. The Message Bible says this. He said, after he go to him, he said, because God, he is famous for doing great and unexpected acts and there's no end to his surprises. <laughs> let me say that for you again. Let me, let me say it. God, he is famous for doing great and unexpected acts, and there's no end to his surprises. But he said, but I'm going to seek God, and I got to talk to him about this cause. I present this cause to him. I need to talk to him. And I watch it. I'm talking to him based on the foundation of his word. And I understand that while I'm talking, God going to surprise me. He going to surprise me. You going for something, God said, you understand, I'm not like man. So whatever you believe for, he said, I can't help but to do exceeding greatly and above, above all you ask to think. He said, because what I did for you now can't compare to what I'm going to do for you next. He said, but I need somebody to give ear to it. Are you hear what I'm saying? So he said he's full of surprises. Somebody say full of surprises. You walk him to a house, 
And next thing you know, it's loaded for everything you need. You need some, somebody to give you property because you believe in God, but you got, you got to know how to stand with God until you don't feel like standing no more, but you're still going to stand. The Bible says, stand ye therefore, and while you're standing, stand. It says, and don't leave until you get what you're standing there for. Some people say, well, the sun went down. I'm tired of standing. But he didn't tell you to go leave when the sun go down. He didn't tell you to leave. The doctor said you're going to die now. He said, stand. If you keep on standing, you're going to get what you're standing there for. But if you're not standing, then you're no longer qualified. You're no longer qualified. I don't wait it. I don't wait it. Let me move now. At the time you move, that's when the bus going to come. Y'all remember that, daughter? <laughs> Uh, you're in Walmart, you're looking over, you know, you're too short to see over, so you pull it back like this, and it's, and it's the first of the month, so you got to be skillful. So you're looking around, you got your family spread out, they text you, come down the line four. You come down there, and you didn't know the shorter girl had two baskets up there fully loaded. You only saw one person, but she had two baskets yeah. loaded, yeah. a thousand items in the basket. And then you go try to run back there over here, and the three people walked up there. He said, watch it now. See, and, that, and you would have been the next person on, by, the, by the cashier, but you couldn't stand long enough. Can I get a witness? <laughs> Second Chronicles, chapter 20. I'm going to use my Bible, because the Bible, I, when I look at it, boy, I get, I get powered up, boy. I'm going to get one. I'm going to take one of these. Somebody order one of these for my house. I'm on, at home. I can just roll around in the living room and stuff around on. I, I keep fit, get, leave my Bible upstairs and everything. I said, man, I just, just roll around with it. Boy. I said, Second Chronicles, right? Chapter 20. And let's get verse 5. Now, this is when um, Moab and Ammon are defeated and the children of Israel is coming up against something. And in verse 4, and Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord, even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. When they say seek the Lord, they came to talk to him based on his word. And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court. And this is what he said, O Lord, God of our fathers. You see that? When he talk about fathers, he talk about covenant. He said, aren't not thou God in heaven, and rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen? And in thy hand is there not power and might, so that none is able to withstand thee? Art not thou our God, who didst drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel, and gave it to the seed of Abraham, your friend, what, forever? Forever? He said, look, he, notice how he addressed God. He addressed God based on the covenant. So, God, we are in a dilemma right now. And I'm telling you of the things that you have previously done, but I need you to do something greater right now. And God, he did hearken unto them. And to the point that he, I mean, he, he, that was a great slaughter. But notice something. When you go to God, you can't go crying. You got to go crying, decreeing what he said. And, and address him according to covenant. Because you are Abraham's friend forever. God, aren't you not the God that healed my body in 1999? 
God didn't want you the one who gave me that house in 2002. God wants you the one who, 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 who bought me out in 2005. God, now it's 2000 going on 2000, it's 2019 going on 2020. And God, aren't you not Abraham's friend forever? God said, listen, now you're talking now. He said, you know me, don't He said, you know something's going to happen. He said, no, he said, I'm going to do something ridiculous. Mind-blowing faith. He said, when you address me according to my word, you make me respond. He said, because me and my word are uno. We can't be separate. He said, watch this. He said, my word will not return unto me what? You better hear me. You, you, I don't think you got that right now. If you, if you confess my word back to me, that's me talking to me. I'm about to fall out, boy. I'm a... And I'm telling myself that I got to do this. He said, you put me in remembrance. It's not to the point that he forgot. He said, this is how I operate. He said, and I said, I will bless you to the point you don't even know what to do about it. He said, I will bless you so much you get confused. You have so much. Don't even know what to do with it. You have an ATM at Wawa. You have one of your own house, too. You better believe God. You better believe him. You better believe him big. Why? Because he is big. And you go in and get ready to bless other people. Say, sweetheart, how you doing? What's your name? I said, you got a cash app? Oh, yeah. Can I get it to the boom? Bam. There he is. What? God just told me to bless you. Amen. You follow what I'm saying? See, now you can execute God's love towards other people because that's how they're going to hit. Oh, I tell people, you see somebody going in the grocery line, they got a few items. Stop blessing them. Stop. They say, the Lord told me to do it if he told you to do it. All right? And do it. And know what? People become more conscious of God. And guess what? And you won't run out of money. I guarantee you won't run out. You will. Listen to me. You will not run out of money. When you try to hold on to your, your money, you're going to run out of money. You're on the broke road if you hold on to your money. It's good to get it out of your pocket so God can put some more in your pocket. Amen. But you see how, how he addresses God? You're Abraham's friend forever. We are the seed of Abraham. God, that's some stuff you just don't have to do. And I'm giving ear to this. Amen. Man, we got to wrap this thing up. Look, Lord have mercy. Look at this. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, we, we're going we're gonna to close this one. Let's, let's, let's close right here at uh, uh, Ephesians chapter 3. Amen. So you got to be expecting something new each and every day. Amen. Expecting something new. And expecting something greater. And don't live in the confinement of that old job. Some of you don't even like that job. How many of you like your job? We got a few people here that like your job. How many of you love your job? We got one. That's good. That you, ain't nothing wrong with loving your job. If it's the job, ain't nothing wrong with that. I love my job. Amen. I love, I got the best job in the world. Amen. But watch this now. Do that job allow you to do everything that God commands you to do. Does that job heal your body? Well, do that job say, how much do you want me to pay you this week? <laughs> Are you hearing me? So this is what I'm saying. Live above that. Don't live in it. Live above it. And how do you live above it? Through giving. Through giving. That's how you live above it. You live above your paycheck through giving. Amen. It's amazing the things that God will do through giving. But you dry your bones up when you don't give. 
You can't, you can't, you can't think correctly. See, your thinking have limits on it when you don't give. Amen. But once you start being a giver, man, you got to understand that God's the one who brings it back to you. And I found out God's hands are way bigger than mine. If I give some change, all the change I could give in my hand, and God give all the change he gives, that change keep on coming. And the one thing I do do is this, <laughs> is that every beginning of each year, I keep, you know, just saving change, saving change. So at the, you know, around Christmas time, holiday, we just take that money, roll it up, wash it down, and we just splurge with it, you know. You know, you know, you go bowl or movies. I don't like going to movies. I like my own theater at home. Uh, you know, God did cinnamon bun. It's just the splurging money. And when I look at it, I say, this thing is fuller than it was last year. Red day. And I can count it without counting it. I know how much that is. Amen. Because I know how much it was last year. <laughs> and God said, listen, what was last year can't compare to what it is now. Amen. Watch this now. God, we said, now look where you're living now. Look where you was living at before. Look what you have now. Look at what you had before. He said, I'm the God who do exceedingly abundantly of above all. He said, I'm not finished yet. Look at the church building you were in before. Look at where you are now. He said, look at the members you had before and look at the members you have now. Quality, strong, faith, walking, diligent, loving God people. Amen. God can do more with two than he can do with 2,000 if those two are balanced to this word. We don't want to control chaos. Amen. We want to go forward. Ah, man, I can't get it. I'm just, la, 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 la. I'm just talking, talking. I was all wired up. I'm just going, I'm just going to flow for five, six, four minutes, all right? I scared that when I said five. I'm going to flow for four minutes. Watch it now. Peter was in the boat. He had already washed his nets, and Jesus said, Get your nets down, launch out into the deep, watch this now, and let down your nets for a great draw. And Peter said, well, we don't did this all now. He said, he, he said okay, I, I, just because okay, right. you said that we're going to go ahead and do it. Now, Peter did hearken to what he heard, but he didn't hearken all the way until what he heard. And Peter still brought in a boatload of fish. But what if Peter would have gave ear to all that he heard? I am. See, some of the things that happen in your life right now is based that happen on partial hearing. And God said, if you give me both of your ears and your undivided attention and your greatest expectation to hold it to your belief system, he said, I can do greater. Amen. When Jairus' daughter was dying, she was dying, and Jesus he, J. Al said, can you come and hear my daughter? And Jesus said, he told him, I'm going to come. So J. Al heard that he was going to come. Then he come the woman with the issue of blood. And then in the midst of that, somebody said in the midst of that. In the midst of that, then he come the rulers from the church and said, hey, don't bother no more because your daughter's already died. And know what? And the Bible said, as soon as Jesus heard that, he, he came straight to J. Al and said, believe only. He said, because they're trying to change what you heard when I said I was coming to heal him. If you ever got a yes from God, ain't no no going to stop him. Right. You got to listen because you already heard. I don't care if it comes to the place it's all over, but you already got the yes. I, I got to make sure you got this. Jesus said yes. And then his yes looked like he won't going to do it. 
But he said, listen, keep your ear on my yes. Stop listening. Don't listen to nothing else. God told Adam when Adam ran from him naked and put fig leaves on him, he said, why did you run? He said, because I was naked. He said, but who told you you were naked? Why did you give ear to this? Who told you you were black? That's why I feel an application asked for right, I put on other. You figure it out. You don't even know who you're talking to, Mom. <laughs> I can talk African. I can talk Chinese. I can talk everything but English. Amen. <laughs> Listen to me now. Don't let nobody put you in a box. Watch this. Because they even came to Jesus. But isn't this not Jesus from, from Capernaum? He said, no, I'm not from Capernaum. He said, I'm from above. You're from beneath. He said, but I'm from above. And I came here that you might have life, that you might have it more abundantly. But see, watch this. Don't let people control you and put you in a box. You got to understand who you are is who God said you are. And if God says, yes, there's no no that can stop you. All right, right. If I'm dead, I said, there's no no that can stop God. And you have to believe him that what he did before, he's going to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I can imagine or think according to the power. My job is to keep continuing to give in to this. So that's why I want to encourage you today is keep hearing the word of God. Keep pumping into your heart. Keep pumping into your life. Keep hearing it. Keep hearing it. And keep hearing it. The next thing you do, no, bam, there it is. There's your healing. There's your finances. There's your family. It's right there because it's all going to come based on you here. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to the Increase in Nursing Ministries broadcast today. We pray that the word of God has richly blessed and transformed your life. To know more about us, you may visit our website at increaseinternationalministries.com. Or connect with us on Facebook at Increase, capital I-N-T, apostrophe L, Ministries. Or contact us by phone at 804-658-4896. Remember, wherever you go, may increase in favor flow.